Good evening, sir. How may I serve you? Oh, yes, I have your medication right here, sir. Um, before you take it, I must remind you that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, gambling debts, deadbeat parents, super butlers, rude head butlers, a very precocious talking tiger, and hard-working juveniles. Very good, sir. And remember, listener discretion is advised. A butler is a bodyguard, a servant, and a pet? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. This is your host, Zan, saying what's up? Yep, it's another fun-filled episode. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin side that provides information and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode will review one to two titles, depending on the situation and or if I have a co-host. I'll tell you what's good about it, what's bad about it, if the characters are interesting, if the plot's good, the artwork, and generally if you should avoid the manga or not. Now, you don't have to agree with anything we say on this podcast, but we're entertaining and we're free. So that's a good part about it. You also have our sister podcast, the Sparkin' Movie View, where we talk about movies. But you can find all this information in all of our show notes at www.sparkin.com or on iTunes. You can email us at sparkin.gmail.com or me directly at zanatsparkin.com. You can leave a voicemail at 206-350-8462. And we're under Twitter under Spirekin. Now, hope you guys enjoy it and... Hey, we're in for a pretty cool episode because it's one of those just random manga which is unique and just a little out there. It is a Viz title, of course, but what am I saying? I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So what is new with Xan? Well, I've been playing the shit out of Marvel vs. Capcom, the shit out of Fallout New Vegas, and got Lego, Harry Potter, and that game is surprisingly addictive. It's a kid's game, but it's fun. It's weird. I beat the game quickly. I got 100% on its first Xbox game I've ever beat at 100%. Really weird, really random. And I should have kept this for the Harry Potter episode of the movie review, but you know what? Hope is not around, so whatever. I guess that's it. I should get on with it because, hey, not much else to talk about because news has just been news. I mean, with everything going on with borders closing and all this other stuff going on, just really random. But that's, again, neither here nor there. 
So, if you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review, I spun the one, the only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga that is a romantic comedy and also a parody. It breaks the fourth wall and it's kind of random, but it's interesting also. It was written by Kenjiro Hata, published by Shogokuken and showed up in Shonen Sunday. They actually make reference to this in the manga itself, which is pretty funny. But it's released over here by Viz Media. There's over 29 volumes still coming out. There's also three animes, a video game series for the Nintendo DS, a light novel, an OVA, a couple films, and to top it off, there's a live-action Taiwanese TV show, which, from what I've seen, it's pretty faithful and it's pretty unique as a J-drama goes, or T-drama if you want to say uh, Taiwanese drama. It's better than the Wallflower live-action, which I thought would have been better than it was. It actually was not as good. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the one, the only, Hayat no Gotoku, or Hayat the Combat Butler. And yes, this is the third Butler series we've actually talked about. Now, if you remember in early episodes, we talked about Black Butler, and we talked about Common No Maid Guy, the maid guy who was amazing and awesome, my personal favorite butler of all time. Well, yes, Space Butler also, but, you know, maid guy, he's a maid guy. You don't fuck with him. He's better than a butler because he's a maid guy, which means he's a transvestite. But... Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, what is Hyatt Combat Butler? It is a series which, at first I thought it was going to be very generic, but it turned out it wasn't. Now, our main character, whose name is Hyatt Asaki, whose life pretty much sucks. The reason for it is that when he was a little boy, he had a really creepy dream where Santa said to him that because his family is poor... Hyatt doesn't deserve presents, but if he works really, really hard and gets the things on his own power, he'll be able to be an earnest and serious person, and he'll have the last laugh. But even then, Santa won't give him a present. So Santa's a little bit of a bastard to him. So, fast forward a couple years, and he is working as a bike courier. He lied about his age, he's working as a bike courier for some company to support his family because his parents are deadbeats. They are compulsive gamblers. They use a lot of their money to go to the racetrack or go to the pachinko parlor and blow all their money. So he is the only one who's earning money for the family. And he's a little stressed out about that. And he tries his best. And things aren't really working out for him. His friends want to go out to hang out. And he's like, I can't go out. I'm working. And they're like, what? well, what about all the money you make? He's like, that money is going to pay the bills for my house. Because my parents don't work. And they're like, oh, sorry to hear that, man. We apologize. So... He goes into work one day, and his boss is like, Hyatt, you're fired. He's like, what What do you mean? I'm one of your best couriers. He's like, yes, you are. You're the fastest. You're the most reliable. You get anywhere we need you to go within an expedient amount of time. However, you lie to us about your age. So we have to let you go. We gave your month's salary to your parents because they came by and dropped it off after they told us the truth. He's like, what are you talking about? You gave them my money? Why would you do that? They're going to spend it. They're going to waste all the money I worked hard for. And his boss is like, No, 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 there's no such thing as parents like that. Parents take care of their kids. And he's like, Oh, fuck, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So Hyatt goes home, freaking out, saying, Maybe they didn't spend the money. Maybe they didn't spend the money. He opens the door. House is completely empty. But on the table, there's his wages. The envelope's there. He's like, Yes, I still have money. He picks it up, flips it upside down, and 12 yen fall out. 
and there's a letter saying, Sorry, honey, we thought we'd double your money at the racetrack. Guess we picked a loser. And then he looks around and sees a, a letter for him. And before I forget, this is Christmas Eve. It's December 24th. And it looks like it's a letter from Santa. And he's like, ooh, what's that? It's a present? He runs up to it, picks it up. And it's a letter from his parents saying, Dear son, because of our numerous gambling debts, we tried to get some more money by going to the Yakuza. However, we ended up owing them a lot of money. Specifically, 156,804,000 yen is what they owe to the Yakuza. So they decide to pay them back by selling their son to the Yakuza. And so what the Yakuza is going to do is, well, they're going to actually pick him up, take out all the organs which he doesn't need to live, then they're going to sell him as a slave to get the money back. So Hyatt's like, oh god, they're going to come and kill me. And as he's contemplating what the hell to do, he hears a knock on the door. And someone's like, hey, Ayasaki, we're here to pick up your son. Can you open the door? And he's like, oh shit, they're here to get me. So he bolts outside the window and runs away. He's wondering, what the fuck am I going to do? My life sucks. I work so hard. My life's still getting all fucked up. He realized, you know what? It's not fair. I am an honest and serious person, and my life sucks. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kidnap somebody. I'm going to be a bad guy, and maybe things will work out, because I'll get paid if I'm a bad guy. So he's wondering what he's going to do. He sees a little girl. He's like, I'll kidnap her, and I'll ransom her to her family. I'll make a lot of money. And as he's wondering about this, he's thinking he stops. And actually, this is where the manga actually starts. It starts... In Medius Rex, it starts off in the middle of the story, and then goes back to explain what happened about him when he was a child. But as he's debating about it, he sees a bunch of goons harassing the little girl. She's like maybe 11, 12 years old, and he's 15. He goes up, he's like, hey, what are you doing? You can't bother her. She's mine. And obviously the girl hears this, and she's like, what is this guy doing? And he saves the day, saves her, and he puts his coat over her, and he asks her, listen, I need you to be mine. As a hostage. But all the little girl whose name is Nagi hears is, I want you to be mine. She thinks it's a confession. Like he's saying, I love you, I want to be with you. And he's saying, I need to kidnap you or get your number so I can get some money. And it's a little bit of a miscommunication. And so she's like, okay, just promise me you'll never hurt me or leave me. And he's like, okay. And so as he does this, he goes to kidnap her and he thinks about it. He's like, what am I doing? This is fucked up. So he backs off. As he walks away, he ends up bumping into this really attractive girl who says, I'm looking for a little girl with pigtails. It's the girl that we heard before. And she's like, well, I don't know her. Wait, I do know her. I'm sorry. And as they're talking, wondering, they're looking for this little girl because she left the party. And as they're looking around, the little girl actually gets kidnapped by a bunch of people. You discover that this little girl, Nagi, is Nagi Senzian. She is the sole heir to the wealthy... Senzian family. She's hella rich. Like, she has a mansion, which she says is the little mansion, which is like the size of the White House. And so she's being kidnapped, and Hyatt jacks the girl who he's talking to, Maria's bike, and rides off to save her. And actually does save her, using all of his super stats and skills, and he saves Nagi. And what ends up happening is he ends up getting injured because he gets hit by a car. And before he passes out, he tells Nagi... Help me find a job. I need one. One thing I forgot before he dies is that he starts seeing the white light and he thinks, oh, it'll be so peaceful and nice. But then he starts realizing, wait a minute. If I die, my parents will collect my insurance. Then they'll be fine. Fuck that. I'm going to survive because they can't live off my body. Fuck them all. So he just uses that will to live and he just passes out. 
So Nagi's thinking about it. She's looking at her savior, who she's now apparently madly in love with because he saved her life. And she's like, you know, we needed a successor for Hinegami, and I think we found him. Maria, call our air chopper in. So she tells the police, I got this covered. Don't worry about it. Helicopter comes in, takes him to the huge mansion I talked about earlier. And from this point, it gets a little weird because... Hyatt wakes up, he's completely confused, he doesn't know where he is, he got stitched up, he had another dream where Santa showed up saying, You shouldn't have died yet! You didn't live an honest life! You tried to kidnap that girl! And he's freaking out. Turns out that the person he thought was Santa was actually the doctor who was operating on him, because he got hurt really bad. And as he wakes up, he starts walking around this mansion, and he thinks he's actually in heaven because he's never seen such opulence before. As he's walking around, he ends up going to this huge bathroom. And ironically, the bathroom is Maria taking a bath. And she, he's like, oh, whoa, this is a weird dream. And she's like, oh, my God, are you going to try and rape me? Please don't hurt me. And he's like, oh, this is just a dream. Don't worry about it. And they start talking a little bit. And she's like, uh, I don't think you should be going into the water with a cut like that. Won't it open up again? And ironically, it starts bleeding everywhere, opens up again, he passes out. And then he wakes up in the the bed again, he's like, well, that's a weird dream. He's like, oh, it's you. Weren't you in the bath? And he's like, no, 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 that was just a dream, you did not wake up. And he's like, well, why is the bed wet? And she realizes, oh, shit, I didn't change the bed. She put him in his clothes. And as he's sleeping and tossing and turning, she ends up going through his clothes and sees the letter from his parents. And she realizes... Okay, something's fucking wrong here. And when he wakes up, she confronts him out saying, This is really tough. He's like, I promise I won't kidnap anyone again. And Hyatt explains to her what happened inadvertently, that he was going to kidnap Nagi, and she's like, Alright, fine. I don't know what to do. We'll figure this out. Nagi is so enamored with him. She's like, Yes, he's going to be my new butler, and he's going to take care of me. It's going to be wonderful and great and lovely. And the head butler named Klaus is like, He's not worth it. He's not worthy of being a butler. You should fire him and we should hire a hamster because he's more wonderful and great. Fire him if he doesn't survive in a day. And so Nagi's like, oh, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want. Maria, show him around. And Maria's like, this is not a good idea. This isn't going to end well. So she starts saying, okay, come on. Let me show you around and I want you to clean this room up. And we'll see what happens. And she's thinking, uh, well, this kid isn't going to do good. He's going to do horrible and fuck up the entire room. And then he'll quit. And then our problems will be solved. After ten minutes, she walks back in the room. The room looks spectacular. Silver that was never polished is polished clean. The rug looks brand new. The chandelier looks like it was completely replaced. And she's like, wow, where did you learn to do this? She's like, I've been cleaning... Since I was a little boy, I used to work as a house cleaner for a while. Because you see, silver, you have to use a specific silver tarnish. While meanwhile, with shag rugs like this, you have to be very delicate. You can't use certain types of hot water. You gotta use cold waters. And he knows what he's doing, and he's really good. And she's like, this is really good. You did really good. Congratulations. And because she's nice to him, he's never felt nice before, he becomes really attached to her and is like, Thank you, that's really good. Maybe if I keep cleaning, I'll get more praise and things will be wonderful and great. And he starts cleaning the house, cleaning the house, cleaning the house, and ends up going into Nagi's study, and a really huge confrontation happens, which I won't get into, but long story short, this is the beginning of his job as 
a butler. Later on, we're introduced to a comment below, but he's going to be a butler. This is where the story works off. It's how he acts as a butler and how he protects Nagi. Because he's essentially her bodyguard and her pet. Like, she does all these things for her, and you find that Nagi's also a aspiring mangaka. In the first volume, you see her just working in her room. There's also a talking tiger who's her pet, who's all creepy. You have cross-dressing where Nagi has Hayat wearing clothes of a girl kind and makes the tiger and the head butler who doesn't like Hayat to fall in love with him. It's it's a lot of gags in it. A lot of little comical insights because the whole thing is you're trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to... How is he going to pay back the loan for the 168 million yen? Or how is he going to get his life together because everything's going horribly wrong? And it's almost like it's not a shonen, even though it was in Shonen Sunday. It's more of a shoujo because it's more about the romance between the two characters, but it has all the action involved of him getting into fights with different people. And I happen to like it. I like the fact there's so many gags and a lot of little broken down fourth wall jokes like between the chapters in one chapter they say hey uh, what the hell happened and she's like well read the summary in the beginning of the manga and you're like wait what you broke the wall and it breaks it constantly and all the different characters you have all do something weird like for example Tama the tiger the fact that only Hyatt knows that he speaks everyone else thinks oh Hyatt you hit your head he can't speak he's just a tiger and meanwhile the tiger's like yeah well whatever I'm the, I'm the boss I do what's right and he's very mellow and relaxed then you have the at one point, they ask uh, Nagi, well, what do you think about this new butler? Oh, well, he was able to catch a car going 800 miles an hour. And they say, what kind of Gundam was he? He's not a Gundam, he's a person. No, there's no way he can be a person. He goes that fast. He's like, well, he does have two more forms. I don't have two more forms. It's a lot of little quick, fast jokes like that. And I know you're kind of like, wait, what? You're completely lost at this point. That's how it was. It was pretty just snapping one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three with the series. And you just gotta read it. Like, there's a lot going on in this manga that really can't be just covered because it ruins the joke or anything. I know I usually give a full synopsis, but long story short, he's just her bodyguard and her protector and her friend. And at one point, she actually buys out his debt because she tells him to leave the mansion and he thinks, oh, she doesn't want me anymore. So he ends up walking and bumping into the Yakuza. Yakuza grab him and she ends up finding out this out she puts on a mask and says i amassed the money you stupid bald yakuza guy and i'm protecting him and the yakuza's like what the fuck are you gonna do this guy owes us 150 million yen you're gonna pay that and she just pulls out a, a briefcase drops all the money on the ground says any questions like okay let him go and now he owes nagi all the money without realizing it's nagi he just thinks oh i'll just pay Nagi back. And then there's a whole love triangle that Hyatt's in love with Maria, who is the main maid, while Nagi's in love with Hyatt and Maria. We don't know who she loves. She may love nobody. I don't know. Either way. The anime is really funny. It's worth it. The series itself is kind of generic. It's kind of just random, and for some reason I just... It could be better. I really could. For those who don't know, we have a five-point rating system. Highest being really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy us now, you bring freeze your eyes, swap in your soul before fit to the great Zomo Gustar. To our lowest rating being take it to a priest, purify it, burn it, and then piss on the ashes. I have to give this series our middle of the ground, which is Gift from Your Crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. It's an interesting series. And when you read the first volume, it's pretty cool. And part of you wants to read more, but you can be satisfied just reading that first volume and you don't have to pursue it anymore. It's not like Monster 
or Gantz or Ranma or Gravitation or GTO where you have to read the next one because you want to know what happens next. It just seems kind of very self-contained. Could have been a lot better, but it's not. And a lot of people do like this series. It just maybe it's not for me. Tell me what you think about this. You may think it's a great and wonderful series. Give me a reason why. Spirekin at gmail.com or zanspirekin.com. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you think. Remember, www.spirekin.com. Leave us a note under the episode as a comment or email spirekin at gmail.com. And, well, let's get on with it. The part you've all waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What we've done is we've assigned 10 manga to the Wheel. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. <gasps> oh, that was really deep. I know, I did it quick. But yeah, it's the part we're all waiting for. And it's the best part. It's my favorite part because I got a good list. I mean, we got some interesting stuff on here. We have things like Tenchi Moyo and Gravitation and. Even Dr. Slump, a series which I finally got a hold of, and, well, we'll get into that later. But, let me spin, and we'll see what we're reviewing in the next episode. Number 10. So, let's see what I'm reviewing. Oh, damn. Go to DMC! Go to DMC! Go to DMC! Detroit Metal City, motherfuckers! So, yes, in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, I am reviewing... Detroit Metal City, the ultimate parody rock manga. Well, Bastard was the ultimate parody rock manga, but that is an amazingly funny series. And trust me, I'm going to be a lot more pumped for that, because that series is one of my favorite series, and it's hysterical. And we'll, we'll get into that. I'm geeking out already. But, so, I guess that's it for this episode. Quick, one, two, three, I think it's going like 25 minutes. Yes, no, maybe so. 22 minutes. Oh, well. So I guess that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and as usual,